Nightmare Town. Hello, neighbors, and welcome back to Nightmare Town. We are Betty Boom. And I'm Mandemonium. And we would like to start the episode by saying we are so sorry that we forgot about posting an episode last week. So we're doing it this week. Yeah. But at least we're getting an episode this week. This is true. This is true. Yeah, I, uh, classes started back for me, and it was the first week of school, and I talked about the podcast for the entire week, and then one of my new friends was just like, oh yeah, when does your podcast come out? And I was like, shit. It should have come out already. <laughs> my bad. And then, Amanda, it's good to have you back. Yes. So, uh, I loved your solo episode, though. It was great. Thank you. And thank you for covering for me while I was gone. Not a problem. You know, we love our Moonies. So, and our our love still goes out to them. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you. For those of you wondering, I uh, lost a loved one recently, but that's all the uh, details the podcast really needs, I guess. But yeah. yeah, anyway, just been doing the family time thing, so... Betty Boom has been awesome and covered for me on the last episode. Yeah, but if you guys haven't listened to that, you should go do that because it was actually a lot of fun to go find those Grimm's fairy tales. It was really good. <laughs> also, I got to say German words, which is always fun. Yeah. Kinder und... I forgot the rest. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun at the time. <laughs> it was, and also I practiced it like seven times before we actually got into things. But this week we are doing Scarecrow. And that was sent in by one of the Moniums. Again, I'm not sure which one. I think that one was actually sent in by Minnie. I'm going to go with that one. Like, I'm 99% sure. I think you said that the last couple of times. I probably did. I don't know. She sent me several of them, and then the rest of the Moniums sent me, like, a couple. One or two, so. Thank you, Moniums. Anyway. Thanks, fam. (laughs) But, yep, we're going to get started on that. I do have work here in a little while, and we're we're recording in the morning again. Yeah. This is apparently going to be our life for 98 more days. Making her wake up early. 98 more days. That's all I have for this semester. I may or may not have a countdown. You can do it! Yeah! I was all excited. Once more with feeling. <laughs> is a great Buffy episode. <laughs> what are you getting at here? I was all excited because classes were back in person. And then we got an email on Wednesday that they were like, hey, so from the 2nd to the 12th, everything's going back on Zoom unless you absolutely have to be in person. And it's going to be a rough ride because... I have some classes that are only meeting on Zoom, but then in in the middle of it, I have a class that I have to be on campus for, and then directly after that, I have another class that's only in Zoom. So, what the fuck? (laughs) It's fine. I'll figure it out. It'll be great. Yeah. (laughs) I believe in you. That's so sweet. All right, guys, we're going to jump into the episode. Amanda, it is your turn to go first, so please tell me a story, friend. 
All right. Well, my uh, stories actually come from a list verse, which is a website I was quite obsessed with back in high school because when I had nothing better to do in media class, I would just scroll on list verse all day, <laughs> actually, because the majority of my classes my senior year were uh, media classes. So I was just like, hmm, I'm not busy. Let's read on list verse. So anyway, remember that website existed. You found a great list. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Listverse. Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag, but it would be cool if we could get a sponsor one Very day for somebody. Yeah. You think people would pay us to do this? Right? That's pay us, what? But anyway. <laughs> Our first little mini story starts out with... Um, Albert Engel, who made one heck of a realistic scarecrow back in Wisconsin in 1916. All of his neighbors were so impressed with his work, apparently, that they showed up on his doorstep to find out how he did it. Oddly enough, his family answered the door and said that Albert had not been home for the past few days. Disappointed, the neighbors left for the day. You already know where this is going. But word got out about the wonderful, almost lifelike scarecrow hanging from the tree in the cornfield. Oh, no. The next morning, another neighbor was riding by the cornfield when he decided to stop and check out the scarecrow everyone was talking about. But as he came closer to the hanging scarecrow, he realized something was not quite right. The dummy wore a wide-brimmed hat, concealing its true face from passers-by. But up close, the curious neighbor could plainly see that the scarecrow was actually Albert Engel himself. Oh, no. Yeah. So the scarecrow that everyone's like, oh, it's so magical and beautiful and so well constructed. Yeah. How did you make it? Well, it was it was him. Um, the police were called to the scene and Albert's death was ruled as a suicide. He never took off his hat when he hung himself from a tree branch. And it was believed that scores of people had passed by his hanging body, believing it to be a harmless scarecrow meant to shoo the birds away. Which, upon reading that, has forever scarred me from enjoying any scarecrow from afar, and I'm going to have to go walking into people's cornfields to make sure that it is, in fact, a scarecrow <laughs> and not just a body. Our next person, Maud, uh, and her friend were walking through a Pennsylvania cornfield on their way to church one Sunday morning in 1909 when Maud spotted something lying on the ground. Look, she said, somebody's knocked over Papa's scarecrow. Maud walked over to set the scarecrow back up, but when she reached it, she screamed and fainted. Her friend ran to her and discovered that the scarecrow was actually the mutilated body of Maud's father. <gasps> yeah. Charles was walking home through the cornfield when he was attacked. The police were able to determine that there was a fierce struggle between Charles and his attackers. Charles failed to overcome the other men, and his body was hacked to pieces. Oh, my God. All of the farmer's money and valuable papers were taken from his pockets. It was clearly a brutal robbery, but the sheer shock value of the story led to it being printed in newspapers across the country. Holy shit. They just... Yeah, they just, like, ambushed this dude and just attacked him. And I mean, all I'm hearing out of this is to stay the fuck out of cornfields. Basically, yeah, that's that's... I what mean, can be said here? Don't go to corn mazes. <laughs> don't go to regular cornfields. Nothing good comes from a cornfield. Unless you're a cornfield farmer, but that didn't help that guy. 
Yeah. Cornfield farmer. Definitely didn't. That's not a thing. Corn. Corn farmer? Corn farmer. You farm corn. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, this next one um, is interesting. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Uh, women's scarecrows were seldom made in uh, the recent past, which I never realized that, but thinking back to it now, I guess if you're going to assign a gender to a scarecrow, they're more masculine-leaning, but anyway. So, yeah, women's scarecrows were seldom made. Uh, in the early 1900s, there were some gruesome reports of very real female scarecrows. For example, in 1906, a newspaper article made its rounds throughout the United States telling of a Hungarian farmer... Eugene Plazzi, who was such a penny pincher, that when his wife passed away, he took her body and set it up in his orchard. It was discovered that he was using her body to scare the birds away from his fruit trees instead of just making himself a damn scarecrow. Which literally you can make out of garbage, but okay, just use your wife, I guess. Again, this time in Amsterdam in 1910, it was reported that a farmer's wife passed away. While the marriage appeared to have been a happy one, the farmer reportedly loved his crops more than her. After she died, he too dressed her corpse in one of his old suits and set her up in the orchard behind his house to scare off the birds. The neighbors spotted the scarecrow wife two days later and reported the husband to the authorities. The farmer caught wind of the neighbor's discovery, so the wife was, of course, nowhere to be found. Okay, so if I ever get married and my significant other puts my body up in a field after I've passed... To scare away the birds. I'm going to haunt them so hard. You know, we found an old scarecrow... <laughs> In a shed the other day, uh, Mama and Minnie and me, um, and they were setting it up, and he was missing an arm and a leg, and you know what? We were just like, let's just take some dead corn stalks and make that the arm and the leg. We didn't go murdering any of our family to put up a cute little fall scarecrow exactly. <laughs> for decor or to keep the birds away. We just made one out of trash. <laughs> but... As demented as we can be, I guess we're not actually sick people like them, so that's I mean, something. I like you guys, and I don't feel Thanks. like you'd ever, <laughs> you know, put my body up in a field. Nah. 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 I don't think Benny could carry me, though. No. They're tiny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe all three of you together. But if I don't die from natural causes, I'm taking one of you with me. I mean, the whole reason we do a podcast together is because you had determined at one point in time that I am, in fact, not a murderer. So, like, I it mean, was cool. Like, you had to put me through that testing phase, which is totally it, understandable. It wasn't even a testing phase. It was just like, hey, I like you. You want to come over here and hang out? <laughs> no? Okay. Yes? Possibly? We're going to be friends. I'm going to will it. <laughs> it's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, that's all I had, just short and sweet, few little, uh, not-so-wholesome stories about scarecrows, um, which makes that, uh, The Scarecrow Walks at Midnight Goosebumps book take on, like, a creepier meaning now. I'm gonna have to give that one a reread. Oh, no. Don't do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> With new lenses on. 
Okay, guys, well, we are going to take a quick break, and then I have a story before my story of heroism and bravery and wasps. <laughs> lots and lots of wasps. Oh, God. But we'll be back. All right. Bye. And we're back. Hello there. It's <laughs> <is> very chipper. <laughs> I have to be chipper after those stories I just read. <laughs> make it until you make it, right? Yes. That's that's what we do. But, um, yeah, so I have a story, which I meant to tell at the beginning of this, but we have a tendency of rambling on at the beginning. Yeah. Not getting into what we told you we were going to get into, and that's not nice. But thank you all for sticking around. Yeah. And also, this thing happened on Sunday, and I wanted to talk about it. Because it's one of the dangers of living in the fucking South. Yeah. <laughs> so, my parents separated at the beginning of the pandemic. And their divorce is almost final. And so, like, mediation is done. They've come to an agreement on a lot of things. Like, it's, for the most part, it's been very amicable. Um, but, like, they're selling the house... And the property that I grew up on, which is kind of rough because, you know, I grew up there. I remember us, like, buying the property and all that stuff. But that's a sad story. Not what I was getting to. <laughs> it's just going to set up the story you're about to hear. Mm-hmm. So my mom was coming over to pick up boxes because I work in food service and we get a lot of shipment of boxes. Or, like, a lot of shipments and we have all these boxes. And so, like, we... She's lived there for 21 years, so there's a lot of stuff in the house. <laughs> so she was stopping by to get boxes, and my friend Zoe from the Haunter, I barely know her podcast, she works at another place that gets a lot of boxes, so she had saved some boxes for me, and I went over and got them, and then my mom was coming over to get them for me. And I walk outside, and I notice a hummingbird trying to eat off my hummingbird feeder, which has been there since we moved in. And I have never refilled it or cleaned it. And it looked really gross. And I was like, oh, no, hummingbird feeder. No, don't do it, hummingbird. So I took it down. And I'm 5'2". So me being able to just reach up and take something off of a hook and it, like, comes off, I was like, oh, my God. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I take it inside. Mom comes over. She gets the boxes. I come back in. I clean it up. I look up how to make hummingbird feeder fluid, which is called hunting hummingbird nectar. I take it back outside, and I'm like, oh, I could just reach up and put it up there. Nope. Because I'm short. So I have a wooden bench on my front porch, and it's been there since we moved in. And I love it because somebody made it for me, and it's my favorite. I sit out there all the time. No issues. So I pick it up. No issues. I carry it over to where the hummingbird hook is. No issues. I set it down, and when I went to set it down, I dropped it a little bit. And then I immediately heard buzzing. Oh, this is stressing me out. <laughs> and I took off running. Like, I didn't even look to see what was happening. I just, just booked, booked it. <laughs> uh, I wound up getting stung only once. But I was wearing, like, these flowy pants. And there were, like, four what I thought at the time were yellow jackets clinging to my pants. And so I run inside, slam the, <laughs> the screen door, shake my pants. They all fly towards the screen door. So I close the front door. So it's the front door. Stingy, hurdy things. Screen door. 
and I get my fly swatter and I literally would just go over, open the door, murk one of them and close it real fast <laughs> until they were all dead. But then there was a swarm of wasps <sighs> on my front porch and they were angry. <laughs> And so, like, I came in and I told Theo, and I'm like, so I just got stung, and my little man is a wuss, and he's afraid of every insect. And he was in his room, and he was like, did you say that there are wasps? And I was like, no, go back in your room, play the switch, nothing happened. (laughs) And he was like, you said there were wasps, and he started, like, getting frantic, and I finally looked at him, I was like, did you get stung? And he was like, no, and I was like, then it's about me, go away. (laughs) You're fine, little man. (laughs) aggravated i just got stabbed they had offended me so yeah and then the rest of the day was just letting them calm down and then theo went to the store (laughs) and bought bug spray and then came home and then they had congregated behind like one of my porch decor and he sprayed it. I sent the video to Amanda. It's funny because he was yeah. standing like 15 feet away and sprayed it. And they all like came swarming out of it again. And he, it was just him taking off running. <laughs> but we did eventually get all of them killed, though, because they offended me and they needed to die. I've also found out that they were paper wasps. And then Amanda sent me a message that was, do you want to tell them what you told me? Well, she had sent me the videos of this whole debacle and was telling me about it. And I was just, you know, scrolling Facebook and just happened upon an article. Thanks, Facebook, I guess. <laughs> uh, about how uh, paper wasps are similar to crows in that they have some form of facial recognition. Uh, so they can, like, essentially recognize the human's face. So it's probably good that you kill them all. They had <laughs> to they die. they be coming for you. They had to die. There is nothing worse than hearing just that, like, buzz sound of a horde of stinging oh other things. God. And you're just like, oh, God. It was, yeah. So I'm glad you didn't get stung 10,000 times by a horde of them and you made it out with just one wound. It, yeah. No, it was it was definitely one of those just, uh, I mean, like, I, I've grown up in this area and you know if you hear a swarm, like, just that massive buzzing you don't need to be where you currently are. You need to get the fuck out. Also, this is a slight side note, but my brain just implanted it in there, so I'm going to say it aloud. Um, did you know that the term uh, wasper is like an Appalachian term? Because I, my whole life growing up, called the multiples of a wasp a wasp waspers or just like call them a wasper which doesn't make sense because it's a longer word than just saying wasp but saying wasps is weird to me yeah so i've always said waspers and one day uh mister was like did you say wasper and i was like yeah and he's like i don't know if that's a word and i was like Literally, my whole family says wasper instead of wasp. Like, what are you talking? So then we had to go to Google. Obviously. Apparently, that's more of like an Appalachian term. And I have a lot of like ancestry linked to uh, the mountain people of Appalachia, basically. I've always called them either wasps or waspers, but like wasps. Yeah, like it's, it just sounds... It sounds like I'm trying to call a cat to me. Yeah, it sounds weird. So that's why I say, like, I'll say wasp if I'm talking about one, but if I'm saying the multiples, I just say waspers. Yeah. Do you, any of y'all do that? Like, please let us know, because I'm kind of curious about, like, 
if people outside of maybe the South, like, have ever heard that term used for wasps. But anyway, not to derail the whole podcast, back to you and your story. I'm very glad you made it out alive. <laughs> <laughs> Almost didn't. No, that's a lie. And didn't get... I, I was very scared because I haven't been stung by anything since I was a kid. And I was like, oh shit, you what if I'm allergic? How much it hurts, too. Yeah. I'm, and what if you're allergic? Yes. It, it was more like, am I going to go into anaphylactic? Yeah. Shock? <laughs> Words are hard. I did learn recently that I guess I'm allergic to uh, bees, which is not a surprise because uh, Mama is allergic to honeybees. But, like, I got stung last summer and, like, normally just the space you get stung, I guess, swells up. But, like, part of my leg and my whole foot swelled up. And my brother was like, yeah, no, that's not normal. Like, people don't swell up like that (laughs) for days after they get stung. And I was like, oh. And he was like, yeah, you're, you probably have a mild allergy. And I was like, hmm. So don't get stung more than once. Because yes, you could die. Basically. But, alright. I'm going to jump into my story now, after my story time is over. That was a scary enough story time. Was just, it? Just... But it had nothing to do with scarecrows. Eh. It's still <laughs> scary enough, though. A horde of, just, I don't know, I just cringe at the buzzing sound. Because Ugh. I've heard it before, and it's just, like, the most terrifying noise ever. Like, well, you walked by my body count. For you to just book it. I did. I walked by your <laughs> your uh, destroyed little nest and all your dead casualties. Yeah, Theo had to flip my bench over so we could get to the, the nest. And he broke my bench. Aww. But it wasn't his fault. It's fine. I can fix it. He I was think. just trying to save you. <laughs> yeah. And, like, also, if you're ever going to try to exterminate a bunch of wasps... Waspers. Now I'm doubting myself. But (laughs) the internet says to do it at night because they're all in the nest and they're all asleep. Oh. And like they were in there and we flipped that bench and they didn't fucking come out. Hmm. And I even like dosed it with an entire can of bug spray and nothing came out. So, fun fact if you're going to kill a bunch of wasps, waspers, things stingy murder things do it at night find their nest okay so what you're gonna do is you're gonna find the nest right you're gonna get to an angle where you can spray it really good and you're gonna do it from a safe distance obviously during the day and then at night you come back and you murk them in their sleep also uh make sure you're using bug spray that like shoots at a distance because one time i used scrubbing bubbles and it just shook that off and kept flying and then was angry so make sure you're using actual killer made for bugs. I'll see if Theo's okay with me posting those videos on social media. And if it is, be looking at our, our Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If anything, you can emoji his face or something. I don't know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So back to scarecrows. Jeepers, creepers. Where'd you get those peepers? Jeepers, creepers. Where'd you get those eyes? Love that song. So this kind of spooky song was written for the 1938 movie Going Places by Harry Warren and Johnny Mercer and was performed by Louis Armstrong, as well as being covered by many other musicians over the decades. This song has also haunted my nightmares since about 2001 when it was used in the American horror movie franchise Jeepers Creepers. 
Funny enough, that is about the same time that 11-year-old Betty became infatuated with Justin Long. <laughs> I wonder if those two have any, like, correlation. Could be. Uh-huh. So, in the film, siblings Trish and Derry Jenner, played by Gina Phillips and Justin Long, are returning home from college for spring break. They are driving through the Florida countryside, which was their first mistake, while being yeah. tailgated by a beat-up old truck that eventually passes them. They later spot... They later spot this truck parked outside of a seemingly abandoned church where the driver is disposing of what looks like a body wrapped in a bloody sheet down a large pipe. The driver notices them and gives chase before running them off the road. They get away, but because of white people logic, Derry convinces his sister to go back to the church to investigate. Why? <laughs> just go, just, no. Yeah. Why would you investigate that? Because that's, that's what they do. You're, you're not a detective. We're not, like... White people, stop, please. Yeah. Saying this as as a fellow white person, as a fellow Caucasian, maybe just GTFO. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> when they are there, Derry hears a noise coming from the pipe and goes to check it out uh, by crawling into the pipe while his sister holds his feet. And I want us to think about this. Yeah, Derry, played by Justin Long, is not, like, a big, hulking, bulky guy. Yeah. And I'm not sure about his weight, but just the height difference. He is 5'10", she is 5'3". Yes, I looked it up on their IMDb pages. Doesn't make sense for her to try to hold him up by his feet while he is dangling upside down in a pipe that gods only know how deep it goes. So, of course, she drops him. Of course. Yeah. Um, And at the bottom, Derry finds a dying man with a with crude stitches running down his stomach, as well as hundreds of other bodies along the walls and ceiling, including the bodies of Kinney and Darla, a prom couple who had went missing 23 years prior. Neat. Mm. They flee, as they should, and go to a diner to call the police, which is actually a solid plan. But when they pick up the phone, they get a call by some creepy lady who says that they are in danger and is being all cryptic. Then she puts her phone to the record, like her record player, where she is playing the song Jeepers Creepers. What the fuck? Like, honey, just fucking tell them what's going on. <laughs> yeah, they don't need to explain it in song. Just. <laughs> yeah. Don't be cryptic. Just fucking tell them. Just. Again, these are white people. You need to be pretty, like. Direct. Like, direct. Just, just and even then, they're still going to touch the movie. thing. In a horror movie. People in a horror movie in general, just be direct. And it's it's not even, like, even if you're like, hey, that's fucking cursed, don't touch it. They're like, oh my god, it's an antique. Yeah, they'll probably touch it anyway and be like, well, now I've got to have it. i got to have it in my house. Mm -hmm. The cursed thing. So, they then return to the fucking church with two cops as an escort, only to find it on fire. Of course. The driver then kills both cops, and while he's loading their dead bodies into his truck, Trish and Derry drive away again. Instead of driving straight the fuck out of town, they stop at this little old lady's house and try to call the cops again. Which, yeah, do your civic duty, uh, but I think in this case you can get a couple of towns over first. Yeah. <laughs> the lady starts to call the cops, but, when, but then she sees someone lurking in her bushes, and being the badass bitch that she was... She went to check it out, only to get murdered. Now the siblings get a look at the driver's demon face before they hightail it out of there. Trish sees an opportunity while the driver is standing in the middle of the road and runs that motherfucker over. 
and she puts in reverse and runs him over again before running him over one last time before fucking stopping to watch his supposedly dead body in the rearview mirror instead of booking it the fuck out of there and leaving that supposedly dead body as a tiny dot in the distance. But no, she waits and she watches and then she sees the supposedly dead body sprout fucking bat wings and fly away. Instead of trying to call the cops this time, they go directly to the police station where they are approached by a psychic, Giselle Gay Hartman, who turns out to be the creepy lady on the phone from the diner. Just the town psychic that just hangs out at the police station. (laughs) Yep. She tells the siblings that they are being pursued by an ancient creature known as the Creeper, who awakens every 23rd spring and for 23 days it feasts on human body parts that make up its own body. So, if it loses a leg, it eats a leg, and then it grows a new leg, etc., etc. Hmm. It finds its victims through uh, the smell of fear, and there is something it likes about their smell. Enter the injured creeper, who starts taking out police officers left and right, eating parts of their dead bodies to regenerate itself. After seeing this, the psychic lady tells the siblings that one of them is going to die horribly, because, you know, that's something you tell people. Yeah. Derry gets mad and yells at her to tell them who, and she looks at over at Trish. Now the creeper is upon them. It completely ignores Giselle and corners Trish and Derry. It sniffs them, and then, because it wasn't creepy enough, it licks the side of Trish's face. Plot twist! It then throws her to the side and takes off with Derry. The movie ends with Trish getting picked up by her parents. Then, in what looks to be an abandoned factory, the creeper has removed the back of Derry's head and has taken his eyes. Hmm. The end. Now, there are other movies, um, including one that's supposed to be coming out this year. Oh, yeah, really? There's a new Jeepers Creepers coming out this year. Oh. But I'm not going to get into those, mostly because that would take way too much time, and I'm losing my voice because sinuses. Yay. But the whole reason why I chose to talk about Jeepers Creepers for Scarecrow was because of the scene in the second movie where a bus full, where a bus full of students gets stranded on the side of a cornfield on the back of roads of florida again their first mistake and while they are looking around because they're dumb teenagers they see a scarecrow in the field and it's looking forward but when they look away the creeper quickly whips its head around in their direction and freaks me out no thank you and okay i love you bye <laughs> my sources this week were wikipedia and imdb imdb and also maybe some uh Terrifying childhood memories. Yeah, a little bit. I mean... To add some spice. Add a little spice. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I kind of went through that a little fast. That's fine. No, it's all good. You know, it's just, it's a bite size. Yeah. That's what we're doing. We're doing palatable sized episodes right now. I mean, we all really came here to hear the saga of the uh, paper wasps today anyway. Obviously. (laughs) Waspers. Wasp, waspers. Wasp, what the wasp, wasp... I'm just going to start calling them dinghies. Dinghies! Because <laughs> I can't decide now. But yeah, um, also, fun fact, one of the guys that I work with, hi JP, uh, he lived in the area that the Jeepers Creepers movies were filmed in. Oh. And uh, he was telling me about how they had blocked off like an entire road for the bus scene. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and he was like, so of course, almost the entire town was over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody was, like, right where they weren't supposed to be, basically. Like, yeah. Right at the barrier. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's going on over there? I want to see. Hey. 
I'm gonna have to give those movies a rewatch. It's been a very, very, very long time since I've seen the Jeepers Creepers movies. I mean, I'm down. It is spooky season, officially now. It's September, so, like, that's spooky season, really. Uh, yeah, we also need to decide what we're doing for our Halloween episode. I have some ideas. We'll talk about them later. Sounds great! <laughs> okay, guys, well. Um, whose turn is it to pick? Is it my turn? I went first, so you're picking. Okay, dokie. Well, crackers. That's fine. All right, guys, so if you have your own stories to tell or ideas for the hat, go ahead, and we're going to be needing some, st- like, story ideas soon yeah. and titles. <laughs> we're down to two. Yeah, we're down to two moni- of the Monium season. Yeah. So you guys should definitely send in your stories and ideas for the hat because please, we need them. But you can do that at nightmaretown18 at gmail.com over on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Or if you were feeling generous and you wanted to donate to our Patreon, you could do that at Patreon slash Nightmaretown Podcast. Um, if you wanted to like hit up my personal TikTok, that's Betty at Betty Boom1933. And that would be cool. And I could send you like funny or spooky things or like animals and stuff. I'm just saying. Also, um, we do have merch. So if you want to go to nightmaretown-podcast.creator-spring.com, you can find it there. There will be a link in our description below. Um, I believe on most of our social medias, if you go on there, Amanda has posted a link tree. Mm -hmm. That will take you to everywhere that we are on the World Wide Web. Boom. And our next episode is a word that a lot of people don't like, but it's called moist. I myself hate that word, which is why it was suggested, I'm sure. I'm not a fan. (laughs) We'll try to uh, limit the amount of times we use the term moist on our next episode. Yeah, we'll see. Now I might just do it to be a bitch. We can have a moist counter. (laughs) It's like a fuck counter for the end of stories. Yes, but with moist. All right, guys. Well. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm sorry. My brain just, like, stopped because I was thinking about the word moist. (laughs) (laughs) And how much I don't like that word. It's as bad as wriggle, and I also don't like that word. Anyway, until next time. Tell us a story. Bye. Bye.